the apron is the hardest part of the ring, but this is the nerdiest part of the ring. Your weekly news roundup for the wide world of professional wrestling. I am your host, I am the five-star man, Asa Gray, and joining me at this time is the Big D, Dalton Anthony. Yo! Dalton, it is a very special episode today, because this is episode 69 of the nice. part of the ring, and we get a special shout-out from... Kate Elizabeth from Fightful and Sour Graps, uh, um, who we legitimately could maybe have gotten her for a segment. If Aww. I had thought, because I, I tweeted about it earlier, and I was just like, if I had been more prepared and or we were more famous, uh, we could have, we maybe, we, we could have reached out for a segment. I just tagged her on Twitter as a joke, because like her legitimate favorite number is 69. Like she takes screenshots of shit whenever just those two numbers appear. It's a good number. It's a good number. It's a good number. Uh, And she actually commented on it, like being like, what time do you record? But she's doing her ROH show at the same time. So she wouldn't have been able to. Yeah, I just (laughs) took the Twitter and saw it. (laughs) So that would have been fun. But so she does give us a very, uh, she does give us a very nice, nice. Nice. So shout out to Kate. Uh, Uh, And I'm happy that Chadwick from, uh, Respawn Aim Fire also hit us with the gif as long as as well as Michaela Mitten. I didn't realize mm. it was episode sixty nine. Nice. Um, yeah. yeah, I I knew we were building towards it because like I number <laughs> the episodes, which I don't know if that's like a good thing or a bad thing as far as like met- metrics and SEO and yada yada like podcasting behind the scenes stuff because like this isn't that kind of show. Yeah, <laughs> like we're not look. You know, it's if I wanted to try to turn this into like something more than just you and me bsing like getting a, a, a ringside collectible code or you know p- shirts or merch or anything like that if i yeah. wanted to like actively build you know try to grow the audience more than just you know hey cool people and like the cool people that listen to us more than likely they're friends with cool people so like yeah tell your friends share the episode like it's neat to get out there but it isn't something you know we're not trying to get rich we're not trying to get famous doing no, this it's if just you're us. if you're listening to this just so you know this is pretty much me and aces like every other private dms like when we're talking about wrestling like this is pretty much just like us talking on facebook messenger to each other just oh, in yeah. audio form i thought you were talking about like me talking about like oh the audience is like we have talked about that maybe three times total no no, no i'm talking about like if you listen to this show if you want to know what this is like this is just pretty much what ace and i were going to do anyway yeah. Just we, this is our excuse to get to do it verbally and get to look at each other through the power of the internet. Because even though that, yes, we probably could record side by side, we still choose to do it via Zoom because, like, we have comfortable rooms. And yeah, we're like, it's... we spent so much, both of us spent so much money during COVID to get right to, like, have our own personal, like, recording stuff that we're like, but why would we get rid of that luxury? The And it's also just like, work from home, work from home rules. Am I wearing pants right now? No one knows. I'm under a blanket. Like, like you can't even Dalton can't even see the bottom half of my t-shirt. So It could be Sonic 1 or 2 or 3. Maybe Knuckles. Actually, I think it is 2. Is it 2? Yeah, yeah it's it has just Sonic the Hedgehog. It's just well, Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, that makes sense. Oh yeah, wait. That's fine. Not important. Um, but if you listened last week, thank you. We are super sorry for the hour and 48 minute opus we gave you. But like that's what happens when we miss a couple weeks and everything in wrestling happened. We're so we're moving on now because the goal is we this episode to be 69 minutes or under. 
And oh. I feel like that's possible. I well, feel like if, we got a shot. Are we doing so. wrestling with articulation, which we should rename for playing with ourselves for one night only? Um, <laughs> bring bring it back just the one. I time. can I can I can make sixty nine minutes happen. Uh, I think. We we will be doing wrestling with articulation uh, at the end of the show. We got some news stories to cover, but before we get into all of that, we start every episode with the power of positivity. The internet, while wonderful, and let's Dalton and I record this show without actually having to like go to one of each other's houses or meet in person, uh, is also filled with just negativity and toxicity for just the sake of negativity and toxicity, and that is very annoying. So we like to do our part to put out just stuff in wrestling that we enjoyed and we liked so we can kind of, you know, give flowers before before we get into the show because we don't it's not always good news that we have to talk about. So mine for this week, my power of positivity is I don't know if you saw it, but the MJF Steiner math promo. So I did. Yeah, it was very solid. It's, It's such a great nod to one of like, even though Joe wasn't in that initial bit like Steiner was talking about Joe yeah so it's just it's it's a neat little throwback and that's something that AEW does that I really appreciate is they just kind of like now granted if I was just someone who just started rest just started watching wrestling like two three years ago I would have no idea the context of this I'd be like what yeah. are you even talking about but they they don't you know it could be a good thing. In this case, it's a good thing for me personally. But, like, it, it, I can understand the argument of it's actually negative. But, like, I like that they acknowledge history from other promotions. Like, Samoa Joe just didn't start existing when he debuted for AEW. Like, he has a whole long history at other companies and other feuds. Like, even the, the basis of the MJF-Samoa Joe feud was MJF being an extra in NXT. Yeah, and the, and the shove... Yeah, the sh- the shove in the hallway. So, I it it made me really wa- watching that. Uh, I watched it. I saw it this morning. Uh, it got posted on Reddit, and I was just like, "Oh my god, this is amazing! This makes me so happy." So, that, that that's mine. Dalton, what is your power of positivity for the week? Um, this one is a YouTube channel that uh they do documentaries. Which in all reality, it's more of just like a video compilation of the story that they're wanting to talk about. But the YouTube channel is called Drop Mick Wrestling. Uh, which is a really good name. I don't know what the dude's name is. I hope it's Mick. Uh, but Drop Mick Wrestling, he does um, wrestling documentaries. He did... The one that I watched was our buddy Tyler sent to us was the uh, end of CM Punk, which it was basically like an hour and 30 minute like compilation of everything from his return to Collision, or like the Collision debut, mm-hmm. to the um, All In. And like pretty much covered everything in between. And there was a couple of like... There's no way this dude makes money on these videos because everything has to get copyrighted. Because, mm-hmm. like, it is very much just clips from things like AEW and The Wrestling Observer and um, Fightful. Uh, but, like, it's really well put together. He did one on the... I'm, like, starting it... I started it last night, but it's, like, an hour and 45 minutes. But it's the formation of the Blackpool Combat Club. So it's not just CM Punk. He's done other ones. Just, like, CM Punk is going to be the ones he gets a lot of hits on because it's punk. It's the but, hot topic right now. Yeah, yeah, it's but like there's like a full one on the BCC, and I'm like, ooh, I'm gonna watch all of that because did I watch all of that? I mean, most of it. But is it gonna <laughs> be is it gonna be fun to watch pretty much everything but the matches leading up to like probably my favorite stable that will exist in the 2020s? Yes. Uh, 
like we're in 2023, we're super early into the decade, but I will tell you that the Blackpool Combat Club is probably going to be my favorite stable in wrestling. If we do like the best of, if we're still doing the show in seven years, and we do a best <laughs> of 2020s, I'm going to be like Blackpool Combat Club everything. As long as none of them like do anything that's going to make me regret saying that. God, we're... Right. That's why we don't get, that's why we don't get tattoos. No. Of, our, of logos or people that... I told you, like, that's why I have the Lucha Zeb. Did I ever tell you that's why? Yeah. Because I wanted a wrestling... We've talked, t- about, we've talked about it before. Okay, I'm cool. Just like, yeah. no, we know better to, you know, because, you know, there's people out there with, like, Chris Benoit, you know, the logo or something uh, Brian, Brian Zane, which I, that's not, this is not a shot at him. I love his work. But, mm-hmm. like, he has Kane's mask tattooed on him. And I think he's even referenced yeah. it being, like, I'm aware. Yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, no, it's, you know, because you don't... You, you, that's an instance of you really very much have to separate the, you know, art from the artist in a sense yeah. because of, you know, Kane's personal political uh, affiliations, his, his work in his work in politics, because it's not even just like, oh, this person disagrees with me. It's, oh, this person's holding a position of power where he is yeah. negatively impacting people's lives. Yeah. Um, so, which know, like that whole reason is the reason that I was just like, I want a wrestling tattoo, but there's like really no good way to get a wrestling tattoo without it being like a reference to somebody. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, what if I, I remember, I think I told you, you were like the first person I asked if I was like, what if I have my cat in a wrestling mask? And you were like, I mean, it sounds like something you'd get. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was in like, yeah, it was my first tattoo I got in like nine years. But it like, turned out awesome. Yeah. And I was like, oh, thank God. Because I want a wrestling tattoo. Like I wanted mm-hmm. one. But like, I can't trust any of these fuckers. <laughs> like I, I'm, I'm waiting for Mick Foley's thing. Like that, the second that happens, I'm done with the fandom. Like I'm out. <laughs> Speaking of Brian Zane and wrestling with regret, he did uh, not... Oh, which video was it? It might have been his all-out review, mm-hmm. maybe. But he did confirm that he's working on the AE- CM Punk and AEW video. Oh, cool! But so, yeah. like, he has. If you don't, if you're unfamiliar with Wrestling with Regret, it's an amazing channel. He does old-school pay-per-view reviews where he breaks down the card and goes over the matches. But he also does kind of like video essays. So uh, an example would be like Sting in WWE. What went wrong with Lex Luger in WWF was a recent one that he did. And he does stuff like that. So he's working on a CM Punk and AEW. Do you know how long we've been fans of Brian Zane? Forever. Uh, 2016 was whenever I started first watching him because mm -hmm. I had just started my new job. And like before my like work stuff came up, I would just like watch his videos before like my work came in. And I started my job in 2016. So I was like, just thinking about it. Like I was thinking about it a couple weeks ago. I was like, I've been watching this dude forever. Not a bad thing. And like, honestly, the nicest guy in real life. Cause we had met, uh, we met him at WrestleCon a couple years ago mm-hmm. and just like the sweetest human being. Um, but yeah, no, anyway, like he, if he hasn't already been in our power positivity, he will get there. Um, because also like, I liked his, the stuff he did in like ring of honor as like a backstage interviewer and shit. Yeah. Um but yeah, Dropmic Studios is a really cool like YouTube channel if you like just want to watch the wrestling story without having to watch all the matches, which is weird, but like if you're somebody like me that just wants to watch like Blackpool Combat Club shit, that this makes is, it real easy. For context, Dalton is someone who buys fighting games to let the computer fight each other. I haven't figured out how to do it on Mortal Kombat 1 yet, but when I do, I'll let you know how it goes. So it's, it's a matter of time. 
it makes me so mad that you're the one that has access to that game right now and i'm waiting on my delivery anyway not my fault on remove yes it is somehow news of the week we got a handful of stories um so the pwi top 500 uh we know the top 10 and i don't know if the full issue's out yet or um all 500 are listed you can you can go and check the full 500 Gotcha. Because um, I've I don't seen know. people post their numbers, but like the, the top 10 is typically what they talk about. But before we jump into that, because I feel like that's where we're going to spend most of our time, mm-hmm. I'm going to go through some of the other stories because there's a couple that we'll probably talk about more, but there's a couple we can get through pretty quick. Um, the first one being breaking news ish, because it like the story dropped, Fightful Select dropped their story at like one in the morning. But it has come out that Jade Cargill could potentially be leaving AEW and going to WWE. Um, The story's been aggregated. I'm not going to read directly from Fightful Select just because I'm not, you know, a scumbag. But there have been talks that the match that they taped for Rampage, the TBS championship between her and Chris Statlander, Mm -hmm. could potentially be her last match with the company. And that she could be on her way to WWE. Now, there's other people, like, I can't remember his name, but someone else had mentioned, like, oh, I've actually heard that she's likely to stay with, she's likely to sign a new deal with AEW and stay there. But either way, like, if you're AEW, I don't understand how you let her go. Give that woman whatever she wants, like, part-time schedule or money-wise, whatever, because she's a fucking star. And she's very much someone you can build your women's division around. Yeah. And it's crazy to say that for someone who has been wrestling for four years. Yeah. She has like 60 matches, which in the grand scheme of things, isn't that much like in the, in like whenever you consider like how many matches like Danielson's had. Right. Like not saying like that's apples and oranges, but like for someone that's had less than a hundred matches and to be as good as they are while not being like a megastar going in, like, uh, Logan Paul's great in ring. Right. Mm-hmm. But like he was going to be, he, if he was the total shits, he was going to get the exact same spotlight that he got. Like nothing was going to change it except they were able to give him a lot more cool as shit. Cause he could do it. Mm-hmm. Um, Jade is someone that started at ground zero, amazing athlete, like not saying that she was a scrub, but like started at ground zero without really having that name value. She just looked like a million bucks to begin with. Right. And they just, like, built her up perfectly and gave her that Goldberg run. And, like, yeah, not all of the matches were great, but you could see improvement between every couple of matches where she was really, it was really starting to fucking click. Mm-hmm. And, like, towards the end of her run, her matches were getting really, really good. Um, and just, you really hope that AEW, because, like, I woke up to that news this morning. Like, I saw it, someone sent it to me. Or, like, it might have been the first thing that I saw whenever I opened up Facebook, but I was like, what the... I literally woke up at 5.30 this morning being like, bullshit. And then I saw it was Fightful Select, and I was like, all right, somewhat valid shit. At least it's someone that's just like, ah. Like, wait, what? Yeah. I was like, what the... She just came back. Um, And it breaks my heart for Mark Sterling, because I was happy for him to get his, like, star back. Mm-hmm. Because, like, right now, Prince Nana's beating the shit out of him on my, my favorite manager in AEW. Um, and it's, it's got to the point that it's not even close. Like, Don who? Prince Nana, motherfucker. <laughs> um, God, I love Prince. You see him get super kicked last night? What's your favorite Prince Nana promo? Uh, no, when it's, it's the when dance. he dances. When, when, he, when he dances. <laughs> uh, oh, now I, now I need, at some point, once we move past Swerve and Hangman. Him and Garcia? Him and Garcia, <laughs> yeah. just so we can have a Nana 
DG dance off. Um, but yeah, no, like it's a bummer for Mark if that happens. Cause like, granted he's not hurting. He's on everything, but like, it is nice to have him have someone that actually wins matches. Cause like mm-hmm. Tony niece isn't doing it. That being said, I love Tony's niece making fat people work out every, like that's what they should have been doing with niece in WWE. And I think he would have been way more over <laughs> as just like the, we're going to do jumping jacks. And then someone beat the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, if yeah, if they lose Jade, like that would be, it's kind of what you said. I was just like, ah, is it really that big of a deal? And then whenever I think of it, I was like, no, it really is. Cause like you have your main, like four or five women stars in AEW. But after that, like the exposure level really drops off for who you think is important, like who they perceive as important to the show. Who AEW has presented as a big deal. Yeah. Because you, you look at, you look at the women's roster. It's great. And it, and it's pretty fucking stacked. Yeah. So it's kind of amazing that like. Someone like Jade, who, you know, has not been, you know, you have women on there who have been doing this for a decade, you know, 15 years. But like, but the star is Jade and it kind of speaks to that it factor that she has. Um, Now, that said, there's been some not like there's been speculation in these reports. And I want to get your guess. Do you think that Jade go straight to the main roster or do you see her in NXT to kind of get the main roster ring practice? That's where I'm at too. I, Cause I like also... she doesn't really like, I don't think she needs the ring practice because mm-hmm. the one thing I can say about modern TV style wrestling, especially WWE is that you don't have to go out there and be a workhorse. You just have to know how to do like three or four signature spots that are yours and then know how to work the hard cam and jade has that um and she has that in space she can do that well um i don't think you put her on nxt and this is the pettiness level but and granted maybe this pettiness level will go away now that they're bought by t like now they're part of tko and all that mm-hmm. and like maybe we won't have all the like personal bullshit beefs between these companies um at least their wwe standpoint but um, I don't see why taking get poaching a major AEW star and just be like we're gonna put her on NXT. I don't see the value in that. I think your return on investment's a lot lower. See, but I don't think the, the only reason I'm really gonna disagree with you. And again, like I also think she, I think she would flourish on the main roster as is. Yeah. And that's what I would expect them to do. If they bring her in, I think you see her make a, de- a pay-per-view debut or, you know, it, it's a big deal. Maybe give her vignettes, like, if you don't want to do it as a surprise. Because um, we're too far out for her to be, like, a surprise Royal Rumble entrant. Unless there's, like, a new uh, compete or something like that. Because that's I mean, January. And we're in almost, we're September. in the middle of September. So October, November, December, January. I mean, if she wants to take, I, you have to imagine the woman has money. She's oh, not yeah. probably and she's she's, g- she's probably not hurting for it, and it probably would be good just to like hold her off for a really big thing because you got to think they just had a major return in the women's division as is right now, and yeah. like no hold her off till let her be number two in the women's Royal Rumble, and then you can let her go into the very end. She doesn't have to win it, but like so. But for NXT, I think the reps that she could get while there. And like the, just we're even just training in the performance center, I think would do her a lot of good, man. Just because, just because of her level of comparative inexperience, 
Like, obviously, she's oh, yeah, yeah. more wrestling than I'm ever going to. But, like, just, I mean, Same. strictly, f- like, Matt, you know, if you're looking at someone who wants to have a long career in it, assuming she does, she may not. You know, maybe she's just, hey, I'm going to do this and then dip out. Um, it's, I think NXT would help, but a great way to debut her. Like, if it is a thing where her last match is Friday, but there's not a no-compete, her contract is just up, and she is eligible for Tuesday, the 19th? Mm-hmm. Who is the current NXT Women's Champion? Becky. Have her beat Becky. Yeah. And that is, that's how you immediately put her on the top of the NXT card. You get her just working more matches. You then turn into, you can, whoever takes, finally takes the NXT title off of her, assuming they give her a good run, like not necessarily, I'm not saying like give her the TBS undefeated streak again in NXT, but like you can make someone a big deal by beating her there. And then once she's dropped the NXT title straight to the main roster. Yeah. I think that would be a good way if it's even possible again. And this is all even still just speculation because we don't know if she, she could just, she could resign with AEW. Yeah. Honestly, like, I would be super excited for a Charlotte Flair Jade Cargill match. Like, yeah. there, there's a lot of matches. Like, her and Rhea Ripley would be dope as fuck. Like, this is one that I hope AEW doesn't lose her because I, I don't think they can really afford to lose someone like Jade at this point. Because, like, Jade is one of their bigger stars. Mm-hmm. And, like, and more importantly, she looks... Like, we've talked about it before. That woman looks like a fucking professional wrestler. Yeah. Like if they did American gladiators today, like, oh, yeah, that's yeah. Like a hundred percent. Like she is made out of marble, like and gorgeous person, like, and can wrestle. Like she's not the best in the world, but for someone that's only had like 60, what, three matches or whatever, like mm-hmm. it's really fucking good for 63 matches. Well, it's just really fucking good in general. Um, and it's just like, yeah, AEW dropped the ball on that one. And it's like, how many balls can you drop before it becomes an issue? Because, like, you just got rid of Punk, which that's a totally different situation. Right. But, like, man, you can't start hemorrhaging talent like that because if you do, it's not going to be a good look for you in the long run. Yeah. And also, it just it hurts the product, ultimately, too, because the majority of the talent that AEW, has, the women talent that AEW has conditioned us to think is important is tied up in the world title. Yeah. The AEW Women's Championship. So, like, who who poses a threat? Who really kind of, you know, who who is going to be the one to, to take it off of Statlander? Nobody. Statlander really... forever, baby. <laughs> okay, fair. That's fair. <laughs> Sorry, so... my bias was showing, my bad. <laughs> it'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Jade Cargill and where she lands. Um, speaking of people leaving companies, the Dyad, AKA the grizzled young vets, uh, are now apparently out of WWE. This is from, uh, wrestling observer, the wrestling observer newsletter. They just like, they didn't do a angle. They had requested their release earlier mm. this year. Yeah, it was denied. Ago. They stayed on television. They even beat the Creed brothers in a loser leaves NXT match. And now they're just out. So uh, I don't know if they go to AEW. I don't know. Like, there's someone that if if they go to AEW, I would prefer to see them on ROH. Yeah, because you know what I want? Uh, the return of the Grizzled Young Vets. 
you know who I want them to face for like four or five months straight so I can buy Honor Club. But this is the cool thing. There's a million, there's a million possible answers. My first guess is going to be Aussie Open. Yep, there it is. And that's the one that matters. Yep. Perfect. Nailed it. (laughs) Like them Uh, and best friends. My follow up guesses were going to be the Kingdom and FTR. Yeah, no, uh, Aussie Open was right. Don't get me wrong. The Kingdom and FTR would be great. Uh, I need the Kingdom to be a part of AEW more. Um, just so I mean, they I, are. They're I, doing. They're, I said they're more. Doing the Roddy stuff. I said more. Um, give Mike Bennett the TNT champion. God damn it. Uh, who <laughs> has that right? Oh, never mind. I don't want to t- know. I don't want to know who's dead in Mike Bennett's family. Um, <laughs> <laughs> once I said it out loud, I was like, "Oh no, it's that motherfucker." Did uh, you see today? Someone posted on Reddit. They posted the clip of uh, Christian returning to ECW interrupting jack swagger and every the only thing anyone ever talks about that return is todd grisham like it's it's christian just the like the worst fucking hype thing you could ever do but they posted the video and do you know the last thing jack swagger says before christian's music hits no your father oh god <laughs> and then christian's music hit long-term booking, booking. Long term. Did you see? And sorry, it's because Christian got brought up, and this is just kind of how me and yours brains work. So I have to get this out. Did I send you the video, or did you send it to me of like the little girl holding the like replica AEW championship and taking the picture with Christian at like mm-hmm. the fan access? And like, yeah, he's a scumbag heel, but his smile whenever he looked at that little girl, just like trying not to completely die of laughter, mm-hmm. was the most wholesome thing I will see in a while. Well, that's only because the video stops before he flags down security and has it kicks her, her roughed yeah. up outside by security. Well, her credentials weren't up to date. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, I just rewatched the Jack Swagger clip. It's your dad can't save you. And then, yeah, Christian's music comes out. So. Well, Jack Perry's dad can't. He's dead. Um, the Christian's words, not mine. No. Um, God, I really, I hate it for Luchasaurus. Because, like, hey, it's your first singles title win at AEW. And, by the way, you're not the TNT champion. No, <laughs> Which, you're like, gonna, it must you're be not aw- going to carry the belt. You're not going to cut promos. You're just... <laughs> it's going to be Christian doing it. But, oh, like, so don't good. get me... I guess if I was making Luchasaurus money, which I don't know how much money that is, but, like, it's more than I'm making. Um, mm-hmm. In wrestling and out of wrestling. Um, if they were just like, hey, Christian's going to do a majority of the matches... You're just going to be the person who is said to be the champion. And, like, you'll come out every once in a while, kind of as your manager's manager while he's holding your belt. I'd be like, I don't have to bump. The check (laughs) clears the same, right? Like, I'm getting paid the same amount, right? And they'd be like, yeah, I was like, fucking Gucci, let's go. I'm Fandango. Everybody wants to be Daniels. I'm going to let you know I'm Dirty Dango. You want to pay me to sit at my couch? I'll be your best employee you ever had. (laughs) The, uh, uh... Going back to the actual news story. Story, my bad. The Dyad Grizzled Young Vets. Um, I would rat like honestly, like I think they would. I think they would do well in ROH. I think they could put on some really good matches there. Um, I do think AEW has a little bit of a talent oversaturation. Like that pool's too deep, and yeah. we're seeing people not get utilized in real meaningful ways. That said, I think they would stand out and do incredible at Impact. Oh yeah. Like if if they became regular features on Impact, I think that could be awesome. So that would that would be my bet. Uh, but wherever they go, they're super talented, um, and I'm excited to see what is next for them. Uh, the Dalton mentioned this earlier, but the WWE buyout has finalized. Uh, 
um, now under TKO Media. Vince McMahon is no longer or TK it's TKO something. No, no, it's I don't whatever the fuck it is, I don't care. Um, let me just say how much I like I despise both Vince McMahon and Dana White. Right. I need that to be said. Sure. Because they're bad people. But Dana White just openly shitting on the well, we want every UFC fan to be a WWE fan, and Dana White being like, that's the dumbest fucking thing ever at the fucking media thing. I'm like, holy shit. I forget how much I hate that man, but just his, I like, that's a level of money that can buy an, I don't give a fuck to people that just bought you out. Mm. Like, I don't like the person. He's a bad human, but like, fuck, I appreciate that. Like, that's some next level shit right there. Which <laughs> like, but also why would you say that? Cause to, fuck him. Like... Cause fuck him. And I don't know why I, that appeals to me so much, Asa, but you've known me for a long time. How often do bad people do really petty things and I go, F- <laughs> that was good. I wish I could do that. Like You're, you're good about giving credit where it's due, due. but like, fuck him. Fuck him. Yeah, but he's also saying fuck him. It, does, so- it, doesn't, it doesn't unslap his wife. It- so. <laughs> Also, God, was that the line? No, he literally had a show about people slapping each other as hard as he could as he slapped his wife. Yeah, and the week it came out, like, it's the worst viral marketing campaign I've ever fucking seen in my life. But, but Jay Briscoe couldn't be on fucking WB Networks. Jesus anyway, Christ. yeah, that's the thing that makes me mad about it. Like, I don't give a fuck about the, like, I mean, I care about him hitting his wife. That's not cool. I don't give a fuck about the power slap. Those guys are signing waivers to be fucking idiots. Yeah. But, like, we can have those. Oh, but. Mm. All right, what's the next story? Well, so to tie oh, into yeah. this one, because now there's reports, and this is why consolidations within multi-billion dollar corporations is bad, folks, because we're already getting news that a lot of these uh, WWE office employees uh, are, like, they're basically having a work-from-home day, which is basically wait to get the you're fired email, because now that three companies is be- are becoming one, or two companies are becoming one, I don't remember the, I don't know the exact it's UFC two- side of it. It's two companies becoming one. Okay. I didn't know. I don't know why I thought like UFC owned another company that was like part of it, but um, no, matter. Uh, UFC is owned by zoo or let me rephrase that UFC was owned by Zufa. So that might be the other name that you heard. Maybe, but it, it, anyway, so just you talking, these, you talk and I'll figure it out. Now that these two companies are coming together as one, there's a lot of redundant staff and those staff are going to be fired. So it's, it's the same thing with like, I wasn't, I'm, you know, it's nerdy as part of the ring, so we talk about nerd shit. Like, we're seeing kind of an acquisition, we're, we're seeing a lot of acquisition talk and acquisitions happen in the video game world. Most notably right now, we're getting, um, it's, it's Microsoft being in the process of buying Activision Blizzard. And, like, the amount of court cases and shit and, like, Senate hearings and yada 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 about whether or not this that deal is actually even going to go through. But even outside of that, which is one you've... Pro- even if you're not a video game fan, it's probably something you've heard of. You look at things like the Embracer Group, who just recently shuttered a studio because they just buy up all of these studios. They don't give a shit about the quality of the games. They don't give these developers the tools or the time that they need to make a real quality product. And so just some kind of... Um, like Volition just shut down. I love Volition. The Last Saints Row wasn't very good, but I love that series. But now that company is just no more because the they 
aren't making enough money and this parent company that's just buying up all of these smaller developers is closing them down. So acquisition is very rarely a positive thing, but that's capitalism. And that, you know, if you're hearing me, if you're hearing this and you're shocked that I'm talking about that, then I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Um, so Endeavor owned UFC, which I think they also own WWE. This is just like the official merger where they're all under one umbrella. Prior, mm-hmm. it was Zufa owning UFC, which was Dana White's. Com- was, I think it was Dana, Dana White and the Fertitta brothers who did okay. a lot of the booking for UFCs. Um, I know a lot about UFC for some reason, and I think it's because I had a really big like high school phase where I fucking loved UFC. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, Vince is like co-chairman of wwe now whereas like dana white got like a promotion in the ufc again which is weird because the motherfucker owned it but like he got like in a like in the endeavor or the endeavor tko deal he gets like a higher ranking in his company now which is weird um see but i thought he had like sold his portion so like he stayed on it doesn't matter who gives a shit moving on capitalism bad corporate shit like this acquisitions also bad hey i'll I'll say bad I'll say if this makes UFC where they give me like a ten dollar ten ninety nine a month uh, service that I can just watch UFCs instead of I've never bought a UFC event because I'm I'm not spending one hundred twenty dollars. But like if you make it cheap for me, I'll say capitalism good on this one thing. It's not going to happen because they make because too much money. Bene- just because it benefits you specifically doesn't. We're moving on. We're moving <laughs> on. Hey, speaking of shitty news, no, uh, that's unfair. Brian Danielson says that this is his last full year as a full-time wrestler. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, well, this is... I just got onto you for being selfish, but like... <laughs> but then you like, were way worse. News. Yeah, this is This is, this <laughs> this is, is way worse. I'm, I'm, I don't know about that. Um, he did say that like it would, as a full-time wrestler, so he would probably, you know, assuming he stays with AEW, uh, transition to like a part-time, which he could... You know, every few months has a fucking 10 out of 10 pay-per-view match um, while also helping Tony with, like, Collision because he's apparently kind of filled the CM Punk role um, in helping book and put the show together, things like that, behind the scenes. So, it, it if anyone's deserves it, it's Brian Danielson. 100%. Like, so... But it is a bummer that, you know, we could potentially be kind of seeing him wind down his in-ring career. Um, but like but I said, it's well-deserved. It, yeah. And what a fucking career he's had already. And if what he said is true and he can stay healthy for this last year, the shit that I'm willing to say is in his head to, like, just kind of bucket list before he, like, not rise off into the sunset, but, like, gets that Brock Lesnar schedule. Mm-hmm. Like, who boy, we're starting with Zack Sabre Jr.? We're, we're starting with Zack Sabre Jr. Let's fucking go. Because, right. like, yeah, I don't I don't really ever want to see the Danielson retirement tour. But, like, if that's the first stretch of the tour, brother, let's let's get on it. Because at least we'll get one fucking crazy wild year of wrestling out of him. It's the Danielson wants the smoke tour. <laughs> and it's going to be fucking ridiculous. It's going to be the Danielson cash and fucking checks tour. And I am uh. ready for it. And then last thing before we get to the PWI 500, I just want to give a shout out to Impact 1000 is airing tonight. It's actually airing as we record this, um, but it looks exciting. I've heard good things about the taping because it's a tape show, but 
Impact X Division Championship, Leo Rush defends against Chris Sabin. Frankie Kazarian and Tracy Brooks takes on Alicia and Eddie Edwards. Team 3D versus the Desi Hit Squad. Uh, so Team 3D, who just signed Legends contracts with WWE, will be making an in-ring appearance. Uh, the Feaster Fired match is returning. I love that concept. I'm not going to lie. There's four briefcases, uh, briefcase hanging above each corner. You grab one, you open it up, and you either get a... It's one of three championship matches or a pink slip and you're fired. Uh, the announced participants are Moose, Heath, Steve Macklin, Laredo Kid, Johnny Swinger, Crazy Steve, Joe Hendry, Yuya Yumora, Jonathan Gresham, Black Taurus, PCO, Sammy Callahan, John Schuyler, Chris Bay, Kushida, Brian Myers, Kevin Knight, Bupinder Gujar, Jay Vidal, Johnny Bravo, and more. Uh, and then Kylan King versus Jody Threat, and then Josh Alexander and more are set to appear. So I've been saying it for a long time now. Uh, Impact has been putting out really, really solid stuff for such a long time, uh, and I really wish more people would give it a chance because mm -hmm. they are doing just super cool stuff. There's so many talented, ridiculously talented people working on the show in all aspects like their commentary teams on point uh the roster is stacked like it, it's just such a shame the, the lows that that company had to hit for, for them to be building back up in such a really phenomenal way so shout out to impact and then the pwi 500 uh we got the top 10 is what we're going to be going over tonight because i do think it's pretty interesting uh, number 10 is Cody Rhodes. Number 9 is Josh Alexander. Number 8 is Orange Cassidy. Number 7 is Kazuchika Okada. Number 6 is MJF. Number 5 is Hio Del Vikingo. Number 4 is Gunter. Number 3 is John Moxley. Number 2 is Roman Reigns. And number 1 is Seth freaking Rollins. The Shield just dominating the pro wrestling scene. Uh, I saw a stat that, like, outside of, like, three years, the Shield, someone from The Shield has been number one the last, like, seven, I think? Yeah. Years at number one? So, and it's like, Okada and Kenny Omega are the other are two. Are the only two people, and it's been Omega twice, I think, are the only two people that have been number one over someone from The Shield in the last however long. Like, a ridiculous amount of time. So, Dalton, where do you land on this top ten? Like, because keep in mind, for those of you who don't know, because some people on the internet take this way entirely too seriously. Like, to a weirdo fucking level. Um, but keep in mind, as you're listening to this, dear listener, you're cool. You're normal. If you're listening to us, you're chill, and we appreciate that. God, I hope so. Uh, you, be uh, you better be. Otherwise... <laughs> We're going to have to get the broom. I don't know what we're going to do with it, but we'll get it. Um, this is a kayfabe list. It is storyline. So, like, it really focuses on um, your win and loss record. Um, your If you're a champion, um, you're standing in your, the, this like, how the company presents you. Um it, like quality of matches does play a factor, but it's not as important as just like, no, this is, you know, this is the best. It just so happens that like the top 10 
do tend to be just there's not a bad wrestler by any stretch no there but it's also it's more storyline based it's more you know it's it's yeah. a work brother, brother um brother. i like because i i'm looking at it because i have to really look at it um i'm cool with the list i'm a little thrown off by moxley being the top three um just because it is PWI, like if again, I think Moxie's excellent. Um, he's one of my favorite people to watch. But like knowing that this is what it is, like uh, I would have Orange Cassidy in front of John Moxley, honestly, right now, because of the year he had of just like having that international title and holding it for like in the matches he had during it. And it's the whole thing of like, yeah, we're basing it off the matches. Well, what has Moxley done this year for the most part? Uh, he's done a lot of Blackpool Combat Club things. Like, has have those matches been great? Yeah, a lot of them have been really, really good. But like, and he's and he's definitely worthy of being in the top three. He had the AEW championship at the end of last year, going into MJF taking it off of him. So like, it makes sense he was a world champion in that time. But like, even still, I would probably put MJF in front of Moxley and Gunther. I would honestly, if you switched, if you put Moxley at number eight, and then just gave everybody from four to seven one bump up or four to eight one bump up i'd be a lot happier with this list for what it is mm-hmm. um i think it's really cool that all three members of the shield are top three and i do think that that's like that is a really cool thing to look at and it's mm-hmm. just like yeah because those three guys are really the top guys in their company but like ah it's pwi top 500 there's always like one or two things you disagree with but at the end of the day like the top 10 is correct because yeah, a lot of I, a lot of people are going to say, "Why isn't Roman number one?" And I would say, "Fair fucking point." Yeah, and the only person that's not in the top ten that I really would have an issue with would be um, Osprey. Yeah, but really, the but his his like last like what four months has really done a whole lot of heavy lifting there. Hmm. So. Um, so I kind of get it because it's it's hard to realize too because this isn't like this is from January this is like from July to July is when this list is takes into account. So, but like Moxley, I think the reason that I think he should be number 3 above someone like Gunter and Orange Cassidy, I would say maybe put Orange Cassidy See, I don't know enough about Vic- Vikingo or Okada. Like what they were doing throughout the year outside of when Okada's, they appeared for AEW. Okada's we the really weird thing about Okada this year, and I was talking to uh, Kevin Kate about it. Um, Okada's like last year and a half. The notable shit that he's done has been losses. Mm-hmm. So that's we were both kind of like, I'll never be upset with Okada being in the top ten because right. like again, Okada's like because it's Okada. It's so it's yeah it's Okada. Um. But he, his year hasn't been, like, I don't remember the last time he's been IWGP champ. Mm-hmm. It's been Sonata for a while. And didn't um, he also just lose in the finals of the G1? Yes, and he also lost at Forbidden Door. Yeah. Like, his big thing has been losing. Like, not, and he has, he's not jobbing. Like, he's not, like, mm-hmm. losing every match. But every time it's been the high-profile, like, matches, he's been losing. 
Um, I am very excited for the, well, Okada can't win the big one anymore. And then him win another Wrestle Kingdom. Cause right. that's what Okada does. Um, but yeah, no, that's, that's a weird one. El Vikingo has had an amazing year. Um, if you're a Lucha, like if you're a Lucha Libre fan, like you, you know who that person is for a while now, but like he really did blast onto the American scene hot and heavy in the last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and being like the triple a mega champion, I think is what it's called. Yeah. Um, Cause I know he's been champion in like triple It's just like, that's not something that I routinely yeah. follow. Um, but jumping back to my point, like the reason I think John Moxley should be number three is because it, it the whole, the position within the, co- the, the company you're in mm-hmm. and major feuds. I'm looking at a, a list here. Um, another reminder, the list list is evaluated solely on kayfabe way. The following criteria, win loss record championships, one quality of competition, major feuds, prominence within a wrestler's promotion and overall wrestling ability. Um, evaluation period is from july 1st 22 to july 1st 23 moxley i think him stepping up to cover for the first punk suspension Mm -hmm. i think gives him points um he won the title off of punk or he defended the title against punk before he eventually dropped it he he beat him for he because he was interim champion yeah and then he beat Punk. That made him the actual champion. And then he lost mm. it to Punk. Just okay. to then win it again. Yeah. So that's two championship wins right there for the heavyweight championship. Um, on top of just like he was putting on just ridiculous matches against ridiculous opponents. Like he's always heavily featured. He was always a top guy. And I think that has more to do with this list than someone like you know i don't know it's it, it's such a bullshit list and i don't mean that in like the people get who get legitimately get mad about it i just mean like it's the it's the comic book question who wins in a fight superman or batman there is a correct answer do you know what that correct answer is dalton superman no the correct answer is whoever the writer wants yeah, i know to win the fight that is the correct answer and this, so this is the list. Like the person who should be number one is Seth Rollins because PWI put Seth Rollins at number one. Like yeah. Th- so that that's just kind of where you're at. Um, it's cool to see the the Shield at all three. Gunther at number four does make me legitimately happy because like if like if I if we were to ooh man that's what we should have done. Made our own top five. We should have done a, we should have done our own top ten. Oh, top so 10. Wild. My bad. I'm so wild. Because, like, my top 10 would be, it would be Rollins, it would be Reigns, it would be Moxley. I don't necessarily know, like, in that order. Uh, Gunter would be on there. Orange Cassidy would probably be number five for me, though. Just because that international championship run was... I The reason that, to me, like, if if I had to put him at number eight, I would say the reason is because a lot of those defenses weren't, like, major. He had nothing but really good matches, but yeah. so many of those defenses were just like, okay, you know, Wednesday's Dynamite. Oh, by the way, tune into Collision on Saturday because he's going to wrestle Big Bill. And yeah. then on on Saturday, they'll be like, all right, well, he retained against Big Bill. So tune in on Dynamite when Orange Cassidy defends that international championship against Ethan Page. Like, so it's not necessarily that who he's wrestling is bad 
it's just there were only so many times that you really thought, oh, he might lose the title here. Yeah, the level of importance was a lot lower than the stuff that, like, Moxley did. And I get that. And again, like, I, I'm not joking. If you want to know what my top ten would be, I'd keep it this. Um, and then just move Moxley to eight and let every Like, so then Gunther would be my three. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I'd probably change uh, Vikingo and uh, Cassidy. And that would be my number four. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, yeah, no, like, swap those two and then put switch three and eight. And I think you have my list. Cause I think Gunther at three makes a lot more sense than Moxley at three. I'm going to, I'm going to ask you a question. Yeah. And this is, we're friends. I expect us to call each other on our bullshit. Yes. Who would be the two people that you would put in your top 10, except for Vikingo and Alexander, because I know for a fact you would not put either of them in your top 10. Um, Vikingo would probably be in my top 10. Alexander, I will I will give you that one. Because, um, like, I know you don't follow Impact. Yeah, no, no. I follow Vikingo, though, because I think he's insane. Like, the shit he does, like, I'm like, mm-hmm. god damn. Um, Cardona. I would swap Alexander for Cardona. Um, <laughs> just because, like, yes, it's not a, he's not a major wrestling company star. No, he's very much but- a major star. He's That's a major I, brother. He's a major brother star. Fuck off. You know what I meant. Don't be <laughs> pulling that bullshit with God. me. I'd probably I'd put Cardona in the top ten this year. Um, even and that's without him having any major TV exposure. Yeah. Um, I'd put him there, and then um, if I was to take out Vikingo as well, um, Claudio. Okay. Because he's been the Ring of Honor champ the whole, like, almost the whole time this year. Mm-hmm. From, like, PWI to PWI. I think Jericho had it, and then, well, Claudio probably had it at the beginning of it. Oh, yeah, because they had the BCC photo where they were all holding the belts. Yeah. Minus Danielson. So he had it, and then we had the Ocho. I think that was this year. And then it went back to Claudio. So, like, yeah, the Ring of Honor champion's not in the top ten. You could put him in there, and that would make sense. Mm-hmm. So put, like the top indie wrestler in the U.S. today, Cardona put him in the top 10. I could justify that and Mm -hmm. then put in the Ring of Honor champion. That's fair. Yeah. I was going to say Danielson, but I was like, nah, that broken arm really did fuck fuck the rest of that year up for him, though. Like, the shit he did was really good. Like, that Iron Man match was fucking amazing. But, like, the only matches I can tell you that Danielson had this year was the strap match, which I still haven't seen, the Iron Mm -hmm. Man match, which was a master class on how to have a um a iron man match and then um stadium stampede wait a minute no not stadium stampede what's the other one anarchy in the arena yeah because he wasn't he didn't do stadium stampede this year yeah and he, um, and he missed blood and guts yeah that one too um so yeah like i would as and again it's just because like he's like my the american version of my okada too where i'm just like but i will always put daniel Simmons will be retired for top five years and i'll be like why is he not in the top 10 um it's like the the brian danielson wins the brian danielson award for best professional wrestler yeah he wins he wins the award named after him um i think this would have been the if uh no i don't think punk would have been in the top 10 this year no matter what either he i so i just looked 
and we're, we're obviously we're not going to spoil the list um, because the PWI is a paid magazine. We encourage everybody to go out, buy a copy or order a copy. Yeah. Uh, CM Punk, not on the list. That's what I was about to say, which is weird because like he was a world champion going into this year. Or no, he would have so, just he would have just have lost it. He was the real world champion this year, and he's also had really like and has also been like the mainstay of a show until Yeah, but that how many that was like four months? Three months? That's true, yeah. And so I just said he, the same thing about Danielson. Yeah, between when he because you gotta remember, All Out was just a couple weeks ago and the it, that's the one year anniversary of him being suspended. Yeah. And he was he was gone for quite a while, so yeah, uh, I think that makes sense. Um so me personally, just because I'm like, I, I would, I would probably say, you know, that Vikingo and Okada are better wrestler than the person I'm going to name here. Um, but it's just strictly a matter of, I'm, I'm not as familiar with their work out outside of like their AEW appearances. Um, Carmelo Hayes has had a fucking killer year. Yeah. Um, and he does have a pretty high ranking as well. So does Claudio. Um, but I would I would put him up there, and then really just I think I would probably put Osprey, yeah. Just because, like I said, like the last I know it's a you know like the list is a storyline list, but just going from he beat Kenny Omega, he beat Chris Jericho, he beat Okada, like yeah, it's really hard to he beat he that beat year. Three, he beat three people in a row all who have a very legitimate claim to being the best professional wrestler to ever do it. Yeah. So I, I oh, think he's going to, he's going to beat Danielson, isn't he? God. And I'm going to, it's going to be gross to watch, but I'm going to be excited. <laughs> he better watch that hidden blade. Cause I don't want him killing my buddy. He's not <laughs> my buddy, but he's like my spiritual buddy. Um, one thing I do want to shout out because I just think this is a cool fact. Um, shout out to Masha Slamovich who is the highest rated woman to ever appear on the PWI 500. Uh, the PWI has previously done women's wrestlers on their list, but this is the highest a woman has been on the 500 list. And she's at number 15. Good for her. That's insane that Becky didn't ever beat that. Like, Like, I'm not taking that away from her at all. And I haven't read the, like, I haven't read the... Actually, I do kind of want to. But then again, like, Slamovich has. Was this... Becky injured? No, I'm saying I'm impressed that she didn't win it when she was had her, like, 2019 run. Uh, I know part of hers was because of the, um, never mind. I'm. Hmm. Well, now I'm going to have to call some shenanigans. Because I'm doing a, I'm doing the, the control F on the list here. Uh-huh. And Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, Charlotte, Asuka, none of them are on the list. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So I was about to, I before you like, I'm not. I'm gonna say cut me off. But I was about to say, I was like, it does kind of make a difference whenever Masha can wrestle anybody. And like the WWE women, just they don't do intergender. And same for thing for AEW, they just don't do intergender wrestling. Whereas like Slamovich is wrestling everybody. 
That's fair. Her hands and are rated it, E for everyone. But again, so, and this is their qualifications again, and I hate that I fived, like, I don't know why, but I could feel the symbiote enter my body. of just like, but actually, Dalton, Slamovich beating Nick Gage to win the GCW championship. Just as big as Becky beating Charlotte and Ronda. Or... Bigger, actually. That's the... He's... Or Rhea Ripley. Not, like... Okay, what? I don't understand. But the whole, like, the intergender, like, that does give her double the pool. Honestly, more than that, uh, when you look at the population of professional wrestlers that are out there. Um, Did Makihito get on there at all? My girl Makihito get on there at all? I love her. Cutest in the world? Yeah. Um, Effie had a really good TikTok about her from his podcast. Nope. Where, oh, that's a bummer. I love her. Um, where he was just like, I love Maki because she does what she does. I asked her if she wanted to go to the zoo one time, and she said, I'm thinking hotel, take a nap. And then the guy was like, do I need to take her to hotel? Yeah, you do. Because yep. she's, she's, that's what she's doing. Like, no zoo? No. <laughs> no. Hotel. <laughs> Yeah, that was funny. Her, she's um, wrestling Cardona soon, and I'm actually like, I might buy that. I might buy that show just to see Cardona I, versus Maki Ito. I saw a clip of him doing like a presser. I don't know for what the what the event was or the show or whatever. But uh, other than there were two clips that came out of it of just like promoters. I'm booking into 2024 at this point. Don't have me wrestle your champion. Yeah, he's not gonna. He's not gonna make it. I don't want to come back to your promotion. I don't want to have another championship I have to stack in my closet. So just just don't do it. But my favorite part of it was when he told... Uh, I can't remember the reference that they made, but it was clearly something that like you and I would get and Cardona would get. But it was very much a... like Stat, uh, Statlander. Steph Delander was like, I'm 26. I do not know this. Yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> him being like, "Oh, you're the best heater I've ever had. I'm the only heater you've ever had." What does that say? What does that say? It's like, yeah, but you're great. <laughs> Just... My favorite thing. Uh, so on the Major Wrestling Figure podcast, like they always start the uh, episodes off with like what they did this weekend. And like, of course, Brian Myers is just like, oh, I was at Impact. So that's all he does now, which fucking good for him. Um, but he's just <laughs> Cardona's like, yeah. So me and Steph were in Bumblefuck, New Jersey. And mm-hmm. uh, she, I went to, I, I went to hit her. I went to hit the guy with the belt, and they moved, and I hit the lander, and it's always Brian Myers. Like, so is that like the two thousand belt shots he's taken from you? Because apparently, that's all of their finishes. He either gets hit the dick by her, or he hits her with the belt. Mm-hmm. Like, that's their two finishes. And I, again, go back to like I would be Luchasaurus if you paid me to do it. Right. If I just had two finishes that I did four times a weekend. And I made Cardona money, I'd be happier than a pig and shit. Because, like, you don't got to think. I just got, all right, Steph's going to hit me in the uh, dick right now. I got to hit her in the belt and have the belt right now. Uh, there also is a, there was a, I think it was, it was for the Premier Streaming Network, I think is what that was from. And there was another great clip of uh, one of the guys asking Steph to Lander being like, uh, you've been posting a lot of thirst traps recently on your social media. And she was just like, yeah, this is why. And she pulls her phone out and she's like, wrestling photo, 781 likes, thirst trap, 8,400, like some fucking insane (laughs) number. She was just like, it's called marketing. I learned it from him and pointed at Matt Cardona. And I was like, (laughs) they've been my power of positivity before. But I just love how those, I love a person in wrestling that gets what they're supposed to do. 
right as heels and those two are just like they fucking got it yeah it's so good i i love their shit um but the pwi 500 order yourself a copy get mad about the list Ooh, i hope they did it <laughs> one year they won't do it this year because seth's on the cover but there was one year that omega was number one i think it was like 2019 and mm-hmm. that was put like that issue of PWI was put in the wrestling crates. Oh, that'd be neat. Yeah, and I I'm sure I think that it got messed up in like one of the moves that I had. Mm-hmm. But like they gave you a copy of the PWI f- top 500. Yeah. And I was like just do that again cuz that like I'm not going to buy PWI. I just don't care. Like I'll talk like I like talking to you about it cuz it is neat, but like at the end of the day the top 10 doesn't affect me at all. And yeah, like, no, and, and it's it's neat to be like, well, who would you move where? But I'm not like up in my fucking crawl about Moxley being number three, even though I feel like Orange Cassidy had a better year. Yeah, like I'm happy that Moxley's in the top ten again because I love Moxley, and I love that Orange Cassidy's in the top ten because if you've listened to this show and you've ever heard me talk about Orange Cassidy, the one thing that I really get shitty about with like online wrestling communities are people being like, Orange Cassidy can't wrestle. Fuck you. So mm-hmm. hard. That motherfucker learned how to, like, is such a good wrestler, he's found out how to not do it well. Like, he has figured out how to be a lazy wrestler, but still be in the top ten. So how good of a wrestler is he? Fucking better. He probably actually has a claim to being number one. Mm-hmm. Because he's found out a way to do it half-assed, half of his matches. Right, but at the same time, though, he does go, like, at three times speed for the other half, so I think that balances out. That's true. I'm just saying, if you gave me a chance to do Orange Cassidy shit in the middle of my matches, maybe I wouldn't be so... That's not true. I'd still be blown up. I'd still have to have a quick finish. Never mind. I'm about to say, maybe I I wouldn't be as tired. I'm just saying, CCW's doing a show, like, the week before Halloween. So just dress up as Orange Cassidy one day, or at Ignite, or, you know, wherever. (laughs) Just get get booked and be like, I do a worse version of Orange Cassidy, but in cosplay. I'm gonna do that, um at ignite on october 7th and i can't say who my my opponent is yet you know who it is because you're in the group chat but i want to do that bit against him because i think (laughs) it would be so much fun that would actually be i'm i'm so bummed that ignite hasn't put that card out yet because i like i'm legitimately wrestling one of my favorite opponents i ever like get to wrestle and have Mm -hmm. you ever watched me and him wrestle each other i literally called one of the matches did you really that's probably saying too much but it doesn't there are six people that listen to this we're not gonna it's not a huge spoiler um anyway moving on oh yeah you did you did my bad i had to think about it i know i did that's why i said we didn't we didn't ride together that day that's why i was like did you that was the one day we weren't riding together yeah um i also don't know if i'm gonna be at the seventh show because of so quick little sidebar before we jump into wrestling with articulation oh oh yeah um i meant to do this at the beginning of the episode so if you stuck around this actually really does apply to you because i think you actually listened to us and you did just immediately turn us off um so i don't know if there's going to be a show next week um i'm having surgery that friday uh it'll be fine i'll be fine um but it's just a matter of just like how i'm feeling that night before so next week is questionable. And then the couple weeks after that are also going to be questionable just for my, recovery. I have, I have some ideas of some things that I would like to do, but I need you to show me how to sound at it or give me an idea. Cause mm-hmm. I've been kind of wanting to do the budding around with Dalton Anthony mm-hmm. and like doing shows with like some of my friends in the business. Yeah. And like, 
and there's i mean i'm suggest i'm literally saying thinking that we probably won't have a show in like three or four weeks just because of what you're going through and like it would be it would give me an excuse to like finally do that and like drive down to chaffee and do an hour podcast with like barbed wire yeah and then like but i would be sad that i wouldn't get to be a part of that well yeah but this i think this would literally just be me and brandon like talking for an hour about like our careers and shit sure yeah. Like, and that's not a shot at you, but it's just like, it's something that I've wanted to do for a while. But like the issue mm-hmm. with me is I, I'm, I'm like the droid before R2-D2. I got a bad motivator. I have these ideas. I was supposed to have a YouTube channel nine months ago. <laughs> um, and it, and it didn't happen. Um, yet, yet it didn't happen this year. No, it has not happened. It didn't happen. That doesn't, it hasn't happened yet. And it didn't happen. Aren't mutually exclusive. Yeah. Like it didn't okay, happen. Just... Cause like, I can't make, I don't have a time machine. Ace. I don't know why I'm getting so upset about this. I don't have a time machine. You're mad at me and you're, 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 you're projecting. Is what no, that's called. I think I'm upset at myself actually for not doing it. And now I'm yelling at you because I can't yell at myself because that would make for a weird podcast moment. Do you know what that's called when you do that? Projecting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, dipshit god damn <laughs> shut up but like there's so many things i've wanted to do but now that we're gonna have like a couple weeks off and i do feel bad that like we had a stretch of shows not on and then cm punk got fired mm-hmm. and then everybody died and then like <laughs> we we missed like we had to do a two-hour show so i'm just like what if i could just put out some content it doesn't have to be an hour long but i've been wanting to put out content because there's people that like kevin uh huntsberg with my one two three my one two three cents used to do it with stride Mm-hmm. And he would just like, hey, I'm going to pull cash for 40 minutes before the show starts to do a podcast with him. I don't know if I'm going to do that because that's a whole bunch of shit I got to bring to shows. But right. like I could definitely ride to Illinois and do a show with Billy and give me an excuse to be in Illinois for an hour and then toy hunt. And then I've always wanted to do a podcast with Brandon um, just because that's my wrestling dad. So like and maybe get Justin in there so he can call me fat for 55 minutes or however long my little soul can take it. It's right. the only part of me that's a little Justin. There you go. Yeah, so we might, so we might, uh, something might be uploaded, so just kind of keep an eye on the channel. Like I said, I don't know how long I'm actually going to need to miss, uh, but I feel like, I feel like we'll probably do an episode next week, and then we'll miss the, like, the week after. So, like, Mm -hmm. two weeks from now, probably won't be a new episode, pretty safe to say that. But the week after, it just kind of depends on where I'm at, so... Uh, just an update there. I'm sorry I didn't do that at the beginning of the show, but like I said, if you stuck around this long, you're, you, 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 you belong here. This is, we want yeah. you here. Um, that said, I feel like we're going to miss the mark for my goal for the 69 minute episode. Um, no, we can do it because I only have one thing I want to talk about now that we, uh, went over on what we thought we were going to. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a package come in the mail on Monday, Asa, and it was my blood and guts Wheeler Yuta. And uh, if you've heard me talk about the Blackpool Combat Club like 80 times this episode, you realize that I'm a big fan of all of those guys in theirs. And I uh, love Wheeler Yuta, even before the Blackpool Combat Club. Like Ace will tell you, like he was like the one guy coming out of like the pandemic era of AEW that I was like, I fucking love this guy because he became Trent's understudy and the best friends because of his injury and shit. And like he was great with those guys. And then the second, I remember being very conflicted whenever the whole Blackpool Combat Club story started with him. Mm-hmm. Cause I was like, it's going to be great, but now I'm fucking sad, but I uh, don't want him to leave the best friends. Yeah. So, but we got the blood and guts Wheeler Yuta and I, this is usually where I show the figure to Asa 
uh, because I, I have it in hand, but I can't because I made a non-bloody version of Wheeler Yuta that you've already seen like four times because I was super proud of this work. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I made myself a little a little a custom of non-bloody Wheeler Yuta. And, and folks, uh, if you want to see that custom, Instagram, check out our Instagram at nerdiest part. I'm going to get some pictures put up. Uh, if you're By the time you're listening to this, Assuming you're listening to this on Thursday evening or afternoon. No. Friday. Today's Thursday. Time means nothing. Yeah, Holy hurry up because we're at 69. Like, we're getting there. If you're listening to this Friday night, uh, you can go to the Instagram at Nerdiest Part and pictures of Dalton's Custom will be there. Yeah. And I'll get some good pictures taken. Uh, I'll get some pictures taken. Yeah. My ring's full right now of all the figures, all the ultimates. I Or, I like, all the figures I bought in the last month. It's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> a lot. Um... But yeah, no, Asa, send us home because we're at one. We're at an hour and eight. It's fine. We got a little bit of time because there was like that twenty second gap at the beginning. We'll send us. Stop stuff. it. Send so, us home. But the, well, well, the theme song. Take it home. Over. You're gonna make. The, I'm gonna be that Tin Man, Dalton. Go the fuck home. <laughs> <laughs> Tin Man. Oh, that's funny to three people, and one of them is definitely not listening to this. Yeah. <laughs> um, that is going to do it uh, for this week's episode of Nerdiest Part. Thank you all so much for tuning in and listening to this bullshit. I don't know why you do it, but I appreciate the hell out of it. 100%. Um, you can check us out on Instagram. You can check us out on Twitter at Nerdiest Part. Um, I'm at the Five Star Man. Dalton is at Mr. D. Anthony N-P-O-T-R. And yeah, if you liked us, share us with your friends. Leave us a review on whatever podcast service you use because it helps the the algorithm and all of that. So, uh, but we appreciate you. Thank you all so much. Uh, we will more than likely see you next week, uh, but on the off chance that we don't, uh, we'll be back soon. Something's gonna happen. Who knows? Wrestling's crazy. The world's crazy. But until next time, thank you all so much. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And as always, watch more wrestling. <laughs>